chapter 4. We're, we're going to break open the word. Hallelujah. Break open the word. Mark chapter 4. Learn this from Children's Church. There's only one spoon in the whole house. I've hid them all. I've got the only spoon in the house. Do y'all know what this is? It's a cantaloupe. Smell it. Smell it, Susan. Smell that. Okay. One more. Now this is a... So this is a cantaloupe, and they are a unique vegetable or fruit, whatever they are. They're a melon. And uh, when you find, this is my saying, cantaloupes are either made to be thrown out or to be relished. There's just not hardly any halfway in between cantaloupes. Uh, Pastor Avery said out of all of his garden, he never got one that was decent this year. He threw every one of them away. Yeah, because they just didn't make. But these, these are good. And in this cantaloupe, there is a sock full of them. Is this little seed? It's 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 little. You know what a cantaloupe seed looks like, and you can't separate it. If I showed you this, you'd say, that's cantaloupe seed. If I showed you the melon, you'd say, I know what the cantaloupe seed looks like. And everyone that smelled it said, that's a cantaloupe. If they were blindfolded, they would have said, that's cantaloupe. We, we know every, all the attributes about them. We know. We know how to, how to peel them. We know how to slice them and, and all of that. Well, what's the point of that? Well, this seed, this little bitty seed, is so universal that there's cantaloupes all over the United States and all over the world, and they produce this little seed. It's so, so disseminated in the earth that every time it gets planted, this is what it produces in multiples. It's not like, I wonder how they'll do it in Dubai or how they do it in Turk Turkestan or, or wherever, you know, wherever. What, the seed doesn't care where it is or whether anybody knows what it is. It just has one job. So everything about this, this melon here, back off, Garland, you can't have it, <laughs> uh, is in this little seed, this little bitty seed. So uh, uh, the new birth is like a seed. Everything that this melon needed was in this seed especially the smell and the taste a cantaloupe has a unique flavor it's not like well it's a melon might taste like a watermelon or like a dew a, uh, honeydew yeah or uh, whatever those are no they, they, they may get a lot of traffic about it but there's nothing like a sweet cantaloupe we've bought dozens of them Matter of fact, we kind of park outside Publix and wait till the truck comes or something, you know. <laughs> I, I am a fan. But everything that the whole worldwide cantaloupe crop needs 
is in that little seed. Everything, the whole genetic, the whole DNA, the whole whatever, even that smell is, isn't that amazing? The smell and the taste is programmed into that seed. It didn't just put a vine out there and, and put a melon out there. It even got the smell right. And we could smell it. And, and uh, I can tell you, we can taste it. So everything is in the seed. Everything is in the seed. Everything is in the seed. And we just picked a cantaloupe, but could have brought an orange or an apple or a lemon or a grape or anything like that. Uh, but one thing I do know about this is this seed can be put in Pharaoh's tomb 3,000 years ago, and they unlocked that puppy in 1954 or 2010, and the seed that's not planted will still be there with no cantaloupe. The potential is there, but it has to be planted. So it has to die, and then it has to be planted. It has to be separated from life. And uh, then we know that even it's not enough for it to be planted, it's challenged. Every seed is challenged by the ground that it's put in. I want you to look in Mark chapter 4. Look in verse 3. It says, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and he came to pass as he sowed, as he sowed, some of the seed that he had, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. So that seed didn't make it. There's a lot of potential there, wasn't there? But it didn't make it. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. And when the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root, and it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. It yielded no, no cantaloupe. The seed was there. The process was there. It was sown. It was planted. It was, it was released. But there was no cantaloupe or anything else. And, so, and, uh, and other fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, and a hundredfold. So you got to be planted right. It's not enough just to say it's out of my possession. We, we talk about this in offerings. It's not enough to be separated from your money. You didn't necessarily give to God. Two things have to happen. It has to be planted. And number two, he has to receive it. God doesn't have to receive our offering. This ground, three kinds of ground, did not receive the seed. Well, I thought if I got rid of it, if I was separated from my money, then God got it and God blessed it. No, that wouldn't be true at all. We can see here by, by this uh, very thing. Now, I had to look, but I did find it. This is the, uh, it's called an MSRP, Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price. Thank you, Lynn. And this is on our little car, and it tells... Here's the standard equipment over here. Here's the uh, safety and security. Here's the exterior, the interior. And uh, well, that's the big end of it. And then here's transportation and taxes and all that. This tells about my little car. It's sitting in the parking lot right now. It's a 2013 Denali terrain. Uh, 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 and so this tells all about it. This is a list of everything that's in and on and about that little car. 
They got it all on this one sheet. And not only that, they gave the price. They say uh, $35,645. Didn't give that much, but it wasn't far from it. You know what I mean. So th this, is, this is an MSRP. So it tells everything about that vehicle. It's a description. So we pass this around and we smell of it. There's only one spoon and I've licked it already. So there, there'll, be, there'll be no sampling here. <laughs> My dog licked it. How about that? <laughs> oh. So uh, the question I'm going to ask tonight, we're going to talk about a little bit is, is uh, the new birth is a seed. The new birth is a seed. We, we got sown at the new birth and we became a seed. So what we were is, is, doesn't necessarily look like what we will be. This little seed does not look like in any way like the fruit that it became. So you, you wouldn't pick it out of a chart and say, oh, that, that looks like a cantaloupe right there. I mean, if you didn't know seeds. So if, if, if you're a full description, you're, you're a seed, what is, what is our MSRP? I hadn't even used everything that's on this MSRP. Uh, we found a Bluetooth for phone. Now, I'm sure y'all would just roll your eyes to say, you hadn't used that? Well, that's what we use all the time. And let's say I found something else that we never have used. Uh, just used the fog lights one time, accidentally turned them on when it was foggy. So that, uh, it, has, it has fog lights down on the bottom. What, what are those for? I don't know. And uh, something else. It's got something else on here that we've never used. But it's in the package. And if somebody knows about that package, could read the MSRP, they could go out there and say, here's how you turn Bluetooth on. Here's how you turn the fog lights on. I actually went out there this afternoon and said, where's the fog lights? And I finally did find them. But uh, what is your MSRP? How do we know how you came equipped? How you got, what, what kind of seed are you? Are you a cantaloupe seed or are you a, a lemon seed or, or, or whatever? You're going to produce whatever the seed is there. The, the MSRP for you and me is right here. And you may not be using everything that's in your MSRP. I went a lot of years without using what was in me. But the owner's manual here said this is in you, that you can prophesy. Well, I didn't know what that meant and didn't want to tell anybody if I had have done it because they wouldn't have appreciated that. But here's the MSRP and everything that you need is in the MSRP, is in the book. It's considerably longer than this one page that I brought you here, but there's considerably more inside of us. And this has got not only what's in us, but our potential. It'll tell you the beginning and the end. And it'll tell you, what you what, what's standard equipment. And then sometimes it talks about add-ons, things that, that not everybody necessarily does, but everybody gets a full rack of things 
plenty to keep us busy. There's nobody in here that got slided. Are y'all with me? So uh, everything you need is inside. Well, that makes a case for not going to the world to try to get something going because we don't have everything we need inside. Healing is inside. Prosperity is inside. Peace is inside. The God kind of faith is inside. What else do you need? There's no fear. He's not giving us that. It's not on the MSRP. No fear. No fear here. So we got to think about that. You know, I'm always remembering what we did with object lessons in children's church. So that's... and, And then to say... You and I need a, what, what did we say? A revelation of our future. Until you see it, and sometimes we see better or see different when we have a, something we can relate to. That's the whole premise behind parables. Is the Lord said, you don't get what I'm saying, I see that, but do you get this? Do you, the sower went out to sow, do you get that? Then after the crowds left, you you see over there in verse uh, 14, when they came to him and said, what does that mean? What is the the seed is sown by the wayside and the thorns? And so he told them. And they said, we'll never forget it. We'll never forget it. It changes our life. John 10.10 says, I have come. Why did you come, Lord Jesus? That you might have life and have it to overflow. So... Your MSRP says you got kind of a turbo. What, what do they call those? Turbo? Turbocharger. Yes, sir. Thank you. So you, you, you got turbocharger in you. I, don't, I look just like the guy over here that's not even born again. Oh, it's in there. It's in there. Well, I, I got, this, little, this little punk that we're driving is a 2.4 liter four-cylinder. You got to feed all the squirrels to get down the Texas interstate. <laughs> you got to have every hamster up to speed or it'll get up the hill and it'll start, to, you know, it'll start trying to kick down. And all of a sudden you're doing 5,000 RPMs and you know that's not good. But that's all that's in that little thing. It's plenty. It's way plenty. But we got more than enough. We got Holy Spirit. I, I don't feel too strong. I don't feel too smart. I don't feel like I'm up to this and that and the other. Oh, but Holy Spirit is in the MSRP. No extra charge. So we've been delivered from the Yugo and the Pinto and the Maverick and the, the Vega and the I mean, you go, who would drive that stuff? In the spiritual world, almost everybody is. And we're pulling up in whatever we could pull up in. And you got to, how'd you get that? Well, I went to the manufacturer and he said, pick one out. So I picked this one. Everybody else was picking the Vegas. That's why they didn't have any left. And so y'all don't even remember what a Vega is. Oh, bless your heart if you do. Second Corinthians chapter four. Let's just, let's just, we're just musing this evening. We're, just, we're, we're indexing. 
we're putting stuff in order. Because sometimes when stuff gets clogged up, we know that from household chores, stuff gets clogged up, it slows stuff down. And we don't know what to do. We're looking for the clog. We're looking for the problem. So every once in a while, we've got to go in and re-index and get everything cleared out so we understand again, so we're full of joy. We should never have a sad day in the kingdom. I got this Vega, and you know, oh no, you got your your MSRP. This Vega goes in the trunk of what we've delivered to you. 4.13 says, um, and we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. What is written? We have to, he's going to quote the Old Testament there. What was written? I believed and therefore have I spoken. So then Paul quotes that and then he said, we also believe and therefore speak. Let's say that together. I also believe and therefore speak. Let's do it again. I also believe and therefore speak. So the way your equipment is, you've got an option in here that you may not even know about. I didn't know about it for 27 years or so. Didn't know I had the option that if I believed, I would speak. And that speaking would change my believing. It would change my future. It would change everything if I believed and my believing started speaking. My faith has a voice. Faith, faith has a voice. You, you don't have, and it's not a voice that we, we work up. Well, I'm, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. How many more times? I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about putting the word in until we feed it, until it speaks, until it speaks, until we hear, our head hears, our senses hear what faith is saying. It's like there's two people in there. There's the faith person you are, and then there's the mental part. You need to have the mental part to brush your teeth and other things. Tie your shoes. But we don't need faith to do that so much. We need faith to take over in the unseen realm that that our regular senses don't register in. So words, we know this. I'm not teaching tonight. We're just having an indexing party. Words are powerful. We all know that, but it doesn't mean we know that. Just because you know that doesn't mean you know anything. Because you only know or you only have what you believe. And so knowing can be something that you don't believe. By stripes, I was healed. I know that. Well, why are you acting the way you're acting then? Well, the doctor said. Oh, so you don't know. Well, yeah, I do know. No, you don't. You don't believe, but you know, but you don't believe. So I'm going to say that there's only, death can only reign in our lives in the area where there's an unrenewed residue of the old man. If we don't renew our mind, if we don't upgrade, as it were, download the the upgrade, then we're going to operate at the old system and it's not going to get it. The old system is the world. The world, they're hopeless. They're helpless. They don't have anything. So for us, death is not mandatory. 
If we tolerate it, we do it at our own peril and our own permission. In other words, if you believe that you have to have whatever's going on in your body or your money, if you believe that that's heaven's best, God's in control, uh, you're a fool for one, but you're an ignorant fool. Can I just say that on TV? No, nah, I probably can't. We'll back that up and erase that out. Hallelujah. We'll just say it could be better. That's what we'll say. It could be better and it should be better because your MSRP says you got Bluetooth. Hook it up. I've had that car since 13, since 12. Never hooked up Bluetooth. Deborah said, we ought to hook that up. Oh. <laughs> What's Bluetooth? Hallelujah. <laughs> Romans 12. You're right there. Slip back to Romans 12. We're just going to do a, a little run through the word. Death is the residue of an unrenewed mind. Everything in our lives that has death in it, has destruction, has lack, little, shortage, need, that has pain in it, that has uh, uh, the curse in it, is the result of an unrenewed mind. It's in the MSRP. But sometimes you got to, like on a computer, you got to click it to upgrade it. Do you want to upgrade? Yes. Click. And all of this stuff starts flowing into your computer. But if you say, no, thank you, you're no better than you were before the option or the opportunity came up on that. Uh, Romans 12, 2, let's read it together. Romans uh, 12, 2, yes. Ready, read. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world. That's a command. That's a command. It's not like if you want better, just go ahead. It's a command. The Lord doesn't want us being weak and, and uh, 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 pray to the devil. He doesn't like the bad press our lives present to the world as Christians, as overcoming believers. He doesn't like it when we're as weak as the world. I say he doesn't like it. I mean, it, it doesn't please him that we don't demonstrate who we are. We, we, we're driving around in a in a bins or a uh, whatever you think is wonderful. And we don't know, we've got four spare tires on it. This right here in 12.2 is the only job you have. Really, you can sift all of them out. And you can put them underneath. Be not be not conformed to this world. Well, how am I going to do that? It's in the MSRP. Where's, where's my, yeah, right here. See, I, I got the Denali. I got the, the sure enough. We got, this, we got this one because it was the first year that a terrain had an electric seat on the, on the passenger side. Only in the Denali. So we got the Denali. It's still what it is. It's still got a four-cylinder in it. Hallelujah. So we have great power in the unseen realm. But you got to read. you got to read about the accessories. Now, if you'll listen to most people, they'll tell you that we're driving around in a heaven mobile. That all you got was heaven. 
when you got delivery of the new birth. When you became born again, you got heaven. Bless God, heaven's good. But right after they sell you on heaven, they pretty much forget that. They pretty much move on. It's like now you're in the phase of life that means do the best you can. Cope, survive, scratch and claw. What about heaven? Well, that doesn't come until you leave the earth. Well, I need help now. That doesn't come until you leave the earth. Well, I'm having a hard time. Does God care? That doesn't come until you leave the earth. Now, we don't go by what they say, and we're not bound by anything they say, but it is a mindset out there to the, that people acquiesce to concerning what is the kingdom all about. We've come with good news. The good news is, is the bad news is wrong. And that's who we are. That's who all of them are. When you get born again, you're all that. But you got to read the book and find out what, what it is. Sometimes, I, this is a terrible secret to divulge, but sometimes I've been in the owner's manual. I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, know where, I don't know how that works. And so I go in there and they say, oh, you're here. You must be a dummy. The Lord Jesus said, take no anxious thought. That's a wild statement concerning the world that we live in. Can y'all think of all the anxious thoughts? Oh, you're in America, so maybe there's not as many anxious thoughts to you as there would be in Ukraine or all those places over there. North Korea. How would you like to be a Christian in North Korea or Iran? Uh, uh, Arabia. If you're caught with a Bible or scripture in North Korea, they drag you out into the courtyard and they shoot you and all your family. So it's not like, I'll sacrifice, I'll just take a chance. Well, it's all your kids too. And so it's consequential. I want to go somewhere else. I want to go, let's go to Mark chapter 10. I'm about to wind this up. I just wanted to deposit a thought tonight. And then I'm going to hand off my cantaloupe to good girl and run for the car. Mark chapter 10. You have great power in faith-filled words. If you can load up your heart with faith, if you can load up your heart with the word, if you can put the word in, and there is no other way around that, you have to put the word in. It doesn't, it doesn't come from just hanging around with people. It'll help, it'll help preserve it, but you gotta, you gotta go to the word. You can't go to devotionals. Let me just get on that right now just for a second. Devotionals are fake word. They, they, don't, they don't jerk the slack out of anything or they wouldn't be in devotional. How the birds are tweeting and the flowers are growing and the, the billows of the clouds are going by. And God loves you. Well, all that's true. But it won't jerk the slack out of you like the word will. It won't save you from destruction like the word will. It won't build you up. It won't transform your life. So we've got to get in the word. And there's just a lot of junk on the internet that's, that's cutesy. Sweet tea. I could get started on this, but I'm not. 
It's always too late. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 10, verse 51. Let's see what that says. Here we are. Let's see. Let's go to 50. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will that, that I should do unto thee? The blind man said, the blind man said, well, you know, back then they wore garments that says, I mean, that indicated I am a blind man. But for some reason, the Lord was just ignorant of this. He just didn't know what was going on. He was new to town, new to Hebrew or new to need everything. And he so he asked the man, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Oh, unless he was smarter than everybody. The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith, thy faith, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So there's words there that created a miracle in a very unmiraculous atmosphere. He said, hey, hey, come, you come over here, come over here. So, you know, he, however blind people get from one end of the crowd to the other. He said, what do you want me to do for you? You think that's crazy, but there's been lots of healing crusades where you'll get people in wheelchairs and you go down and say, Mama, what, should, what, what do you need this evening? And she'll say, I got a ringing in my ear. Be healed in Jesus' name. Is that get it? That's gone. Is there anything else? Little mom in the wheelchair. Nope, nope, I'm good. And she, she starts whooping it down the road. So, yeah, it's, it's not even uncommon. And people don't want to ask for too much because the Lord might take back. He might snatch back that tinnitus or whatever. He, he, you know, they don't, they don't ask too much. Uh, in Mark 5.22, how come we're going back? 5.22, 5.22, yes. Y'all got just a minute more. Hang on. Uh, and behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And we saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, What did he say when he besought him greatly? My little daughter lieth at the point of death. Now, there's not anything much more significant to anybody than their little daughter lying at the point of death. I mean, you just think about it. What moves people? That, that's, that's on the top of the list. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, say it with me, the rest of it, and she shall live. Now, we've gone over this many a time, but we're going to go over it again just for a minute tonight. He told the end of the process. In other words, he looked at the MSRP. He, he looked at what this thing will do. Ah, this thing's not that little four-cylinder thing that Michael Billings has. This thing will get up and roar. He said, she shall live. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. Uh, verse 27, and when she heard, of, uh, excuse me, with him and much people f followed him and thronged him. Then it shifts gears. And this woman with the issue of the blood falls into the play. And she has her, she didn't mean to interrupt, but there she was. She was on her own track. She'd heard about Jesus. And she, she did something. She said in verse 28, let's read the, 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 the fourth word on. Let's read it together. Ready, read. 
If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. So she knew what was under the hood. She knew what was in the transmission. She knew what the, what the radio would do and the Bluetooth would do. She knew what was there. She may not have known everything, but she knew that. And family, it's real important that we know that. Not just say, yeah, we know, we know. Get to the good part. We know that by his stripes we were healed. We know that. We know that. And straightway, verse 29, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about and said, who touched my clothes? Oh, my. God himself didn't know what happened. Who did it? God knows everything. Oh, Jesus was divested of his divinity. And he was operating by the Holy Ghost that we operate by. Oh, that may be important to know that what he did, we can do. That he didn't operate as a different kind of entity, a different class, a different level, a different place of entity where he could do that stuff, but don't you be trying it. If he could do it, we should do it. So he demonstrated that. And so uh, his disciples had a little row with him and said, "Who? what do you mean who touched him? They were snotty little guys, weren't they? I mean, really? You want to slap somebody back. The, here's the, the Lord Jesus himself, and they're saying, really, Lord? Really? You can just hear it. Really, Lord? That guy would have gone to that supper if I'd been in charge. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, where are we? Well, the point is, there needs to be more saying and less praying. Let me just say that again. There needs to be more saying and less praying. Well, we need to get the prayer chain together. We, we need to get everybody lined up and, and focused on and bearing down. And, and we need a little well. No food, no food. We are fasting. That, that always gets the Lord going, doesn't it? We'll fast. We'll not, we'll not have anything. And we'll stay up late. The Lord likes them after midnight things. Does it sound like I could be making fun of that? I'm not if it's sincere, but if it isn't, it's just stuff. And I don't like to go to stuff that takes you out of bed all night for nothing. I'm just real funny about that. Uh, let's see where we are. Oh, here we are. Verse 35. While yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Well, this, it, so, so we're cutting in this production, we're cutting back to the man who said, if you'll come and, and, and what did he say? Uh, I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. So we saw the issue of the woman with the issue of blood and now it's cutting back. It's resuming this story and, and uh, they came and said, it's too late. Your daughter is dead. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, shut up. Close your mouth. Be not afraid, only believe. That's good counsel, y'all. Sometimes the best counsel about healing or finances is just the demonstration and the simplicity of what they didn't do. And what we could compare that what most people would do in our day. 
where they just would lose it and just all is lost. And, and, uh, and he suffered no man to follow him. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue. So they had to walk. And he seeth the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was gone in, he saith unto them, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. Now we ought to say that about ourselves. I'm not sick. I just went through a little patch there or whatever you want to say. Never, never call it what the doctor called it. Never. Y'all didn't hear me. Never, never repeat the doctor. Unless he's saying, this is a miracle. I don't know how you got this. It was bad. Now it's good. And what happened in between? You say, Jesus. He said, well, good. I'm glad you like him. And says they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them, you got to be tough skinned if you want to heal the sick. Let me tell you, we, we had the healing center for all that time. You talk about the lepers that did not come back. Nine of them that did not come back. That's pretty much was our experience. We were loading them out of their healed, whole and healthy. But nobody, nobody, one man came back and gave me, he was my next door neighbor. And he gave the church $50. But there, there, was, there was no cards, there was no testimonies, there was no calls to say three days later, we're still good, hallelujah. There was nothing. So the nine, the nine lepers are pretty contemporary in that sense. They laughed him to scorn. You got to be a little tougher. You got to just keep on pressing. If you'll pray for the sick, you'll have a higher uh, rate of recovery when something comes to you. Because when you go pray for the sick, you believe. Well, sure, I'm going to go pray for the sick. Well, what, what, you, don't, you don't look good. You don't feel good. You're not acting good. Ah, we're going to take care of this. And they laughed him to scorn. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Supper time, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise, and straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was the age of 12, and they were astonished with great astonishment. Isn't that an amazing scripture? They were astonished with a great astonishment. They were glad with a great gladness. And he charged them straightly that no one should know. What happened here? What happened here? Family, we're just going to learn this real quick. What happened here? Somebody say, what happened here? Whose faith? Her dad. Her dad. That's what y'all were saying. Her father said, what did he say? Uh, I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her and she may be healed and she shall live. Now let me tell you, the words, my, where's my cantaloupe seed? This thing will never make a peach tree. It will never make a corn stalk. It will never produce a tomato. It is so impossible for this to do anything but one thing, which is to make a cantaloupe. It's on assignment, and it cannot be altered. Well, we changed our mind. We don't like those kind of tomatoes. We want the big boys. Nope. Whatever you planted, that's what's coming. And whatever you plant with your words, it's, it's going to be more possible for the sun not to come up tomorrow and for gravity to lose its grip than for your words to be impotent and unable to produce what you say in faith. 
Now get that, get that. This, that's the, it's impossible. It cannot be done. It cannot, it cannot be done. Now if you believe that, if you believe that, it'll change everything. My words spoken in faith, I believed and therefore I have spoken. You're the most powerful creature on the planet. God's never created anything more powerful than you and me. We, we are the apex. We are at the top. We, we, he invested everything. He's like that gambling game or whatever where the guy pushes all his chips out and says, I put it on mankind. Not angels. Not religious people. I put it on everybody that believes. And, and here we are. So quit gnawing around with stuff that doesn't count, that doesn't matter, that's, not, that's insignificant. Family, please go with me in this. Quit messing around with religion. Quit messing around with, with little... I'm telling you, people would rather talk about a icon or about a devotional or about a, 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 a banner. Jesus is Lord on the banner. Isn't it wonderful? Or put it on our screen where we have these... Nature, a little deer comes out with its fawn and it's, it's grazing in the grass. Oh, isn't that God's creation? It's nothing. It's nothing. This is all that matters. This is all we have. This is all we need to have. We need to quit. The world doesn't have this. So what do they do? The, the, the church world is they start looking for substitutes. The, the, you know, the ones that have the pointy hats and, and shake the smoke around. That's, that's to appear spiritual because that's what you have to do if you aren't spiritual. If you ain't got it, you got to fake it. Well, they'll believe this. So you walk around with your hoodie doo and your pointy hat and your big robes. I always say never trust a man in a dress. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> and just speak the word. What are you here for? Oh man, that I might see. Your faith has made you hold. Oh, that was easier than they told us. We thought it'd be hard and complicated and we'd have to think about it and study it and, and work on this. Lots of people done all that and still don't have it. So back to what I said, and I'm going to quit. I really am. You must have your own revelation. That girl with the goiter, she saw it, didn't she? She said, Lord, this thing doesn't bother me. I'm healed. But for their sake, I care for them. And they're just, they're just chewing their lives up. Would you show them how healed I am? Boom, thud, it hits the ground. And she said, so? I nothing happened. I already was. I already was. Nothing happened. Nothing changed today. And nothing changes. So be real mindful. Be real cautious about wanting the good report. I'm going to the doctor. Y'all pray for me. I'll get the good report. It has nothing to do with anything. Good report has nothing to do with anything. The doctor could be wrong and give you a good report when you don't have one. He could be wrong and give you a bad report when you don't have one. Or it could change between here and there and there and here. It is so insignificant. It's like, what is the price of coffee in, 
in Uzbekistan this morning. What, how much are beans in Uruguay today? Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? You don't need a report. You need to look at your MSRP and say, we got enough stuff to take care of this. It's under the hood. It's, it's, we're nuclear. We're solar. We're hybrid. We're, we're whatever it is, the, the newest thing out there. We got it all and more. We got, we got stuff, y'all. So throw away some stuff, some thinking. Just throw it away. I'm thinking wrong. How, well, how do you know you're thinking wrong? Because it hadn't happened. If you're thinking right, no adjustment needed. <laughs> so, the most powerful man or woman on the planet, I'll tell you this and then we'll go, is somebody that says, help me. I've only run into it like three times. Or somebody came to me and said, we read it in Proverbs today. Proverbs, what, 10 or 11, we were there today. It's a man that says, I need wisdom. Tell me all you know, and I will listen, and I will change. A wise man listens to the wise man and becomes wiser still. The fool, what's the fool? Well, he's ignorant. He's stupid. He doesn't know. No, the fool is the one that will not chase wisdom. So let's learn. Let's learn between now and the end of the year. Let's learn everything there is to know to get results. You go, well, I'm fine. I don't need anything. Oh, my. The fool would say that. Because if you look around, everybody in this world has got to fend off the devil, the curse, the, the, the unexpected, the accident. Suddenly, suddenly, all of a sudden, a car, just this and that. Uh, uh, Pastor Pearson and his wife Liz were in Denver going to her folks in Oregon uh, a month ago and they, he pulled out he was the first one at the light he pulled out at the green light and a, a guy came around two parked cars going 70 miles an hour looking at his whatever and ran into them so hard 70 miles an hour it rolled them down the street Broke four of his ribs. And, but the point is, you got to be ready for everything. Because they weren't sick and they weren't broke and they weren't whatever, but you got to be ready for everything. So we're going to get in faith. I like that amen. Thank you, sir. We're going to get in faith. Amen. We're going to get in faith. Me and Deborah Ann have a deal. And we really will go with this. It's like, okay, I don't agree with what you just said, and you don't agree with what I just said, or whatever. And then we just stop and say, where could this go? Well, we know where it's going to end up. It's going to end up loving kisses. Y'all know we're not going to go anywhere. I'm not leaving. She's not leaving. We're, we're going to go. We're not, there's no need in having a fuss. No need in having it, because we know where it's going to come back around. Let's just skip the going around. Everybody just say, whoops. You know, that's the way the kingdom is. 
why wait until we've had three so-called train wrecks with our health or our money or whatever and then say, well, I guess I better get in faith about this. Why don't we just eliminate the, the, run, the, the detour and just go there now? And just say, well, I'm real busy. When the day of judgment or the day of trouble or the day of adversity comes, you'll be busy that day too. But you'll find time. Let's just find time now. Don't tell, don't ever tell, family, I'm going to tell you, don't ever tell anybody I'm busy. It's not good. We're all busy. Even if we're not doing anything, we're busy, looking like we're busy. You know Joe Morris, look busy, he's coming. <laughs> well, yay, all right. Well, I think we, surely there was something there that dropped off the plate that we could get. <laughs>